It's time for another episode of the Core Extra Podcast. Welcome to another episode of the Core Extra Podcast. I'm Kurt. And I'm Steve. Steve, big show today. As you know, we're going to finish the top 50 movies of mm-hmm. all time according to Mental Floss. Yeah, and this is the top 10 today, right? And that's what we're going to do from now on. Anything we do is only 10. <laughs> no 50 no more. <laughs> well, wait a minute, because I just have a, I got a top 100. No. Film scores. Top yeah. 100. <laughs> <laughs> no. Top so, 10, that's all so, we do. Maybe so, top five from now on. So what I thought we would do with the film scores, we would play each one <laughs> and then talk about it. Yeah, I, I like that. It's a 100-episode show. <laughs> right. Oh, yeah. We're going to do one. One. Each one episode. One each episode. Well, it's um, it's pouring down rain outside. It will not stop raining. And it's Mother's Day. Oh, yeah, that's right. Today, as we tape, Today is actually Mother's, Mother's Day. Day. So happy belated Mother's Day. Because um, by the time this comes out, Mother's Day will be passed. Yeah, Mother's Day will be passed. But um, I hope everybody's having a great Mother's Day. But before we get into the show, the top ten that are left, I have a couple of shout-outs to do. Go ahead. All right. So as you know, Steve, I like to do a 5K review where I go out and stroll a 5K. You know that started as a run, now it's a walk, stroll. In a minute, it'll be like a a, a, a cart that I'll be pushing myself <laughs> in. A walker. It'll be, yeah. 5K walker. And that's the perfect time to uh, listen to new podcasts. And this week, I listened to a not only a new podcast for me, but it's basically a new podcast. So let me tell you a little bit about it. So here's the deal. Most podcasts you hear, if not all of the ones I've heard, when it's more than one person, it's uh, a couple of people like us that have known each other for a long right. time and or somebody that worked together or, or something like that. Or I've even heard one where these people grew up together and then they went their separate ways and now they're back together as friends, right? This one, these two ladies have never met. They've never met each other. All of their interaction has been online, and I guess they talk on the phone some, I imagine. And they do a podcast together, which is kind really? of interesting. Yeah, it's kind of interesting because you kind of get to know them as they get to know each other. It's kind of interesting. So let me tell you about it. The name of it is, listen, it's the girls' room. That's the name of it because it's two women to do it. Okay, maybe. It's called. Because <laughs> they've never met. Because they never met. So, uh, yeah, it's called, listen, it's the girls' room. And let me read the review that I put up on Podchaser. This new podcast has a very interesting and unique approach. The hosts, Raquel and Vasuda, have never met. So while they are getting to know each other, the listener is getting to know them and the show. Brilliant approach. It doesn't come off as a gimmick because they have a natural chemistry with each other and a unique perspective on various issues. I found the show entertaining, informative, and good for some laughs. Do yourself a favor. Listen, subscribe, and enjoy the show. What do they talk about? Anything and everything. And they've never met. They never met. Yeah, they have a lot of interesting topics. Um, I tell you what, for people who check out the trailer and then go to episode three where they ask each other questions. 
and, and you kind of get to know him a lot by, by the time you get to episode three. Because before that, they're talking about various things. But in episode three, they ask each other questions, which they don't know the answer to. You know what I mean? Because, because um, they don't know each other. No. I mean, if we put questions to ask each other, we could probably answer them. Yeah, we'd probably get them pretty much. <laughs> you know, I mean, you know I, but not them. So, again, it's called Listen, Comma, It's the Girl's Room is the name of it. And, of course, they're everywhere on social media. You can find them anywhere. Go to Apple Podcasts is where I listen. And you punch that in and you can find them anywhere. You know, um, let me tell you this real quick after we're done with that. Speaking of not knowing questions, there was a question brought up. See, we'll send this out to our listeners, too. There was a question brought up on, you know, Mike Green, Greenberg, Mike Greening? Yeah, on ESPN. ESPN. His question was, the other day he was driving down the street and a little girl ran out in front of a car. And the guy slammed on his brakes and said, uh, didn't hit the little girl. And his wife turned to him, of 24 years. Now they've raised two kids, taught them how to cross the street, taught him the rights and wrongs and turned to him and said, when I was a little girl, I got hit by a car and went to the hospital in an ambulance. He said, what? He had no idea. Through 24 years of marriage, dating, teaching their kids how to cross the street, look both ways, she had never brought that up. And the question was, how does he not know that? Greeny. And he put it out to a poll. Should she have told me this long ago? And it was like 77% in favor of him should have told him. How could it not come up? How could it not come up on something like that? Something as simple as, because, I mean, obviously, there's certain things that you probably don't tell. Yeah, but how could that not come up when you but teach when, kids when out across? kids across the street, that, that, that it might not turn to the kid and say, Look, you need to look both ways because what I didn't when I was a kid. Right. And I and Green Greeny was like, What? He had no idea his wife would be hit by a car. Right. So uh, you know, as a question like For sure, sure. And those are people that know each other. <laughs> yeah, so imagine these. Yeah, that don't know each other. But uh yeah, check them out. And I have something else to tell you. So get this. Do you remember the ep- of course you remember it. Remember the episode I did about the boo hag yeah, down in yeah. uh, down south. Yeah, the legend of the boo hag. Well, our good friends at uh, Drunk Theory they listened to that, and then they made a drink called the boo hag and put it on TikTok. <laughs> really? <laughs> yeah. Did they Did they give us the, the credit? Yeah, 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 yeah. They're they're real cool. So if you go on go on TikTok. And look up the nerdy bartender, Kelly, uh, associated with, of course, Drunk Theory Podcast. Look him up, and she'll tell you what's in the boo hag. Yeah, it's pretty cool. And she gave us a shout-out. Yeah. Good. Yeah, Good it's all about what it's all about. Shouting out. Yeah, but isn't that cool? Yeah. So now like you have that. a drink, to yeah. get, and I'm going to drink it. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to try it. Um, what's in it? Everything. Uh. <laughs> So we no, don't I don't know. remember right. No, no, I don't remember right off the top of my head. I, so I, 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 I walk so, around with. Well, it. it's good that they named it after. You us, know, I don't right? remember. I don't commit to memory anything that's written down. You cool. know, because I can just go look and read it. Now she could have named it the Core Extra Podcast Drink. <laughs> yeah, but that would. I already got a drink after me. <laughs> so yeah, so check out. Listen, oh. it's the girls' room, and then of course after you do that, 
go over to TikTok and find out what's in the boo hag and uh, have a drink. Have a drink while you're listening to your favorite podcast, whatever they are. So, all right, Steve, you're chomping oh, at the man. bit, right? You are ready to roll. I'm, gonna I'm ready get, to get this done. I'm going to get comfortable <laughs> yeah, and sit, sit here. And Oh, I do need to tell you, I do need to tell our listeners that the audience is here today because everybody wants to show up for this yeah, final Yeah, for the final 10. 10. And it's raining, so nobody can be out walking their dogs and all that. Uh, I'm, I'm surprised these people are not out having Mother's Day breakfast. Why are they all in here? They're all orphans. <laughs> yeah. That's why. Well, you remember the movie The Orphan. You remember what I said back then. Remember that Remember that girl? The, yeah, the she movie was like 35. Yeah, she was crazy. Oh, yeah. I that was kind of scary. Yeah. And kind of a little bit perverted. Sure. Didn't you think so when you well, were watching it? Well, before you, knew, before what you the, knew what the deal was. Yeah. Before you knew what the deal was, it was kind of creepy. But. It's kind of like you're looking out the windows for the cops. Exactly. <laughs> I was thinking Chris Hansen was going to show up any minute in that movie. I was like, what? <laughs> no, but anyway, we're glad to have a studio audience here. We almost have a full house. Uh, it's late in the afternoon, so I guess they all went out to breakfast with moms. Isn't that right, guys? So um, welcome back. And Steve, I'm going to turn it over to you. I'm going to get comfortable right here. I'm going to have a little drink. I wish I would have brought some stuff to make a boo hag. I'd have that. All right, this is the last reading of the top 50 movies according to Mental Floss. And we're going to read them in order. Here we go again. Oh, no. Number 50. Casablanca, number 49. Once Upon upon a Time in the West. How is it possible you can't pronounce upon? After the fifth time. Well, wait till we get to... uh, the uh, the one that I never get right, Leon the Professional. What was it I used to say anyway? The Professor. The Professor. <laughs> 49, Once Upon a Time in the West. 48, Grave of the Fireflies. 47, The Prestige. 46, Whiplash. 45, Intouchables. 44, Departed. 43, City Lights. 42, Gladiator. 41, Psycho. 40, Modern Times. 39, American History X. 38, The Terminator 2. 37, The Pianist. 36, Back to the Future. 35, The Lion King. 34, Harry Carey. 33, Usual Suspects. 32, Leon the Professional. 31, Interstellar. 30, The Green Mile. I think it's, I don't know if it's The Green Mile or Green Mile. But anyway, 29, Parasite. 28, Spirited Away. 27, I just watched it last night, Saving Private Ryan. 26, Star Wars, Episode 4. 25, It's a Wonderful Life. 24, Silence of the Lambs. 23, City of God. 22, Life is Beautiful. 21, Seven. 20, The Seven Samurai, or The Magnificent Seven. 19, Hamilton. 18, One Flew Over to Cuckoo's Nest. 17, Goodfellas should be way up farther. 16, The Matrix. 15, Lord of the Rings, The Two Towers. 14, Star Wars Episode 5, The Empire Strikes Back. 13, Inception. 12, Forrest Gump. I taped it last night to watch again. 11, Fight Club. I do not understand that. And number 10. Number 10. So this is the top 10. 
top ten. All right, let's get it on. All right, let me find it. I got notes. I got lore here. Number ten is. Lord of the Ring, Fellowship of the Ring. Oh, my God. Yeah. All right. You're not going to believe this, but the Lord of the Rings trilogy won 30 Oscars. It might have been for, like, Best Dragons or something like that. Now, here's something that you did not know, and I had never heard this. Back in the 60s, the Beatles wanted to film Lord of the Rings. No, I didn't know that. No, I didn't either. Um, um, McCarthy was going to play Frodo. Ringo's star was Sam. Harrison as Gandorf. And John Lennon as Gollum. Now, do you even know who those guys are? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah as Gollum. Now, Christopher Lee who plays the bad guy in the towers farther up than it actually that's on the list too. I hate to say that, uh, who plays in the tower. Actually, he's the only cast member in the whole movie that ever met Tolkien. Oh, really? He literally met him. Oh, I didn't know that. So that's kind of a cool thing. Well, Christopher Lee was an older guy. So did he pass away? I believe. I think he did. did, I think he did. I think he was 184. (laughs) Um, Let's see. But his famous part is Dracula. Oh, he's the man. Yeah. Now, after the filming, Peter Jackson left the Hobbit village intact, and you can actually go there and stay mm. and have a drink. That's like in New Zealand, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. Mm. Um, now, off the subject here, and I don't know if you've ever been there. You might have been there. You know where the casino is in Indiana? Caesars. I yeah, don't even think about Caesars. Yeah, Elizabeth, Indiana. Yeah, across the... Which is kind of sad that in, I know that, but yeah. Across into Illinois is Metropolis. Oh, the Superman The place. Superman. Yeah. So they kind of built that as the Superman city. I've been there for. Have you been to Metropolis? No, so I haven't. Text in, and they've been there. Um, But uh, <laughs> someone just hit us a text. Well, they must be from the audience. <laughs> yes. So, anyway... <laughs> They've been to Metropolis. Okay. Number nine. Number nine. The good, the bad, and the ugly. Oh, stop. Yes, it is. Number nine. I, I, I mean, I like that movie, but number nine. Number nine. Oh. Three major stars. Eastwood, Lee Van Cliff, and Eli Wallach. You know, obviously a spaghetti western. If you're not familiar with those, are it, it's Italian-made. So they called them spaghetti western. I imagine right now you can't say that anymore. Sure, but um, it's actually this the prequel to you know it's like three movies in it. Mm -hmm. Fistful of dollars, few dollars more, Mm -hmm. and then this one here. And they were going to make a fourth one. So, but Eastwood said no. But Eastwood wasn't known. Before those movies, like maybe for a couple cowboy things, but he he wasn't. wasn't He wasn't big yet. No. He also hated the cigars they gave him. Did he? Yeah, he couldn't stand them. Really? He said they were the worst cigars he ever ate or ever smoked. Uh, Eastwood was on, what, Gunsmoke? At one, um, at one, no, not Gunsmoke. No, he was on Wagon Train or something yeah, like that. Yeah, something like that. Yeah. I something forgot like what that. he played. I forgot the role he played. But anyway, 
Yeah, it, it was. It wasn't the main guy. I don't. Think. No, no, no. He was real young, and yeah, but that does not deserve to be a number nine. Number eight. Just my opinion. Number eight. Pulp Fiction. Oh. Okay. Who, who made this list? What were they? Seventeen. Pulp Fiction. Okay. Now, I, re- I found this thing out. Pulp Fiction was released in South Korea to Japan and Slovakia before the United States. I don't know what the big thing about that is, but the word fuck is used 265 times in the movie. 264 by Samuel L. Jackson. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. This is kind of neat here. That's a number eight, all right, right there. Vincent Vega. Vinny Vegas. His 1964... Chevy. Did you have you do you know this? His mm. 1964 Chevelle was mm. stolen right after the movie. Oh no, I didn't know that. Yeah, and it didn't turn up till 20 years later. Really? Someone found it. Yeah. Well, before people say, "Oh, it's good," I think it is a good movie. I just yeah. think it needs to be a number eight. That's all. I don't think it's bad. I don't think it like needs to be off the list like Interstellar, but but I just don't think it all it's right. in the top 50 movies now. Here's a couple other things. Okay. All right. Well, you know, I got a lot of notes here, okay? Okay, it made over $100 million. Right. And it took 178 days to make that. Doesn't seem like a lot of time. That's not bad for a movie. No, Harry Potter took two days. It did. (laughs) (laughs) How did that only take two days? <laughs> Harry Potter took two days to make a hundred million. Uh, Vince Vega, Michael Madsen was the original one that they wanted, right? Um, and the boxer, mm-hmm. Butch, was originally Matt Dillon. Oh, really? Yeah, he wanted somebody younger. Hmm. Now Uma Thurman wasn't the first one to be picked to play, although he uses her a lot in her movies. Mm-hmm. Michelle Pfeiffer, mm-hmm. Holly Berry, Daryl Hannah, hmm. uh, Meg Ryan, mm-hmm. Julia Louise Dreyfus, hmm. and Joan Cusack. Oh, I like Joan yeah, Cusack. Joan. She would have been great. Yeah, because she's kind of a. Oh, she's. Yeah, she's good. All of them are good, but yeah. Joan Cusack is good. Yeah. Have you ever seen her in. Uh, All hell, no. No, it's uh, it's the one. We're gonna come back to that. I know exactly what it is. She's good. Yeah. Um, number seven. Lord of the Rings: Return of the King. That's it. We were already talked about it. We are going. I'm not no saying. Far. I'm not saying anything about those. Okay, now I know you figured this could be in your top ten. Number six. Schindler's List. Oh, yeah. Okay, now that could be in the top ten. Oh, yeah, definitely. That's a real movie. Now, the That's guy, heavy. It's heavy, but the, it's a real yeah, movie. The guy who wrote it, uh, I believe his name is Thomas Canali Ken- or something like that. I don't I'm know. not familiar. He, wrote, he was writing another story, and he ends up in a um, dry, uh, dry goods. Not a dry goods, a dry cleaning store. And um, the guy behind the counter recognized him. 
and say, hey, I like your books. He said, you want to hear a real story? Let me tell you a real story. And that guy behind the counter, his mother was killed in the Holocaust, and he was one of Schindler's oh, people really? that they shipped over. Yeah. Man. Um, let's that's see. heavy. That's, that's a good movie, yeah. though. Spielberg accepted no money for the movie. That's what I heard, yeah. No money. Well, that's, that was, that's, that's rough. That's First of all, he didn't think, this is something I had no idea. Mm-hmm. He didn't think he was qualified to film the movie because of his age. He was young. So he went out and asked another uh, director to direct the movie mm-hmm. who's, who was in the Holocaust, mm-hmm. whose mother died in the Holocaust. Hmm. I would never have guessed this. Roman Pulaski. Really? I would never have guessed that. Damn. That he was... I didn't, first of all, I didn't know he was that old, but I guess he is. Oh, yeah. So, yeah. Oh, I, I, I never knew that. Uh-uh. So that's something that you listen to the Corkster podcast, you know. Who was he married you to? You know, I'm going to take that out. Sharon Tate. Oh, yeah. Yeah, we yeah. know that. Yeah. So if you don't know who Sharon Tate is, we're not even going any farther. Look it up. <laughs> right. Um, hmm, that's interesting. I didn't know that. Now, Universal Studios balked at first. They didn't want to make a black and white movie. So they didn't want anything to do with it. But... You know, they said to, told Spielberg, "Look, you can make your black and white movie, but you got to make this other movie for us, this summer movie." And Spielberg said, "All right, I'll do it because I really want to make this movie." And the summer movie was Jurassic Park. Oh yeah. So he won both ways. Isn't that funny? Like you, you just marvel at like how these studios. I mean. I guess maybe they're on a different level because if I was running a studio and Steven Spielberg said I want to make a movie, I'd say, okay. Yeah, I know, I know. <laughs> you know, oh, okay, yeah. Whatever you want to do, sir. <laughs> you know. Now, three people that were picked, at, I mean, who auditioned for, the, uh, for Liam Neeson were Kevin Costner, Mel Gibson, and Warren Beatty. Mel Gibson would have been a good choice. Mm-hmm. You know, because you know he's against the Holy Ghost. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. Mel. Would, I was thinking it, when you said it, I was like, yeah. Is that a uh, Mel Gibson? You know, thank God they so, didn't take him. I wouldn't even seen it. And actually, and I may be saying this wrong, the girl that's in the red coat was an actual person. Her name was Roma Ligoria. Le- yeah, I'm not familiar. I, I mean, it was. The people that they interviewed remembered the girl in the red coat in the slums. Oh, oh, so okay, she was a real, okay, real person. Oh, okay, okay, I get it. Yeah, yeah I do know what you're talking. I know what you're talking about. Okay, okay. So, man, what a heavy movie, though. What a heavy yeah, movie. And yeah. he did it. And Spielberg has the touch to do it tastefully. Oh, yeah. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah. Okay. Now we're into the top five. I'm gonna tell you what. I'm leaving if. This top five is bad. I don't know where I'm going. Okay, number five. <laughs> where am I going? Number five. Okay. I saw this movie also last night from 10 o'clock. This, to, this is literally the eighth movie you saw last yeah, I night. I saw two movies last night and taped one. I saw this. Well, they're actually doing Oscar movies on Turner Classic Movies. So shout out to t- TCM. Okay, number five. And I, 
I've always watched this movie. Twelve Angry Men. Yeah, that's good. That's a good movie. What year was it? Nineteen fifty-seven. Okay, I was going to say sixty-two, but it's fifty-seven. Now this is actually inspired by a real jury duty experience that the director had. And I don't know if it was that. Yeah. You know, and it's actually the only film Henry Fonda produced. Well, he did, he produced a pretty good one, didn't he? Yeah. Man, I'll tell you what, that's a good movie. For you people out there that's never seen 12 Angry Men, see that. I've, I've probably seen it four or five yeah, times. Yeah, I mean, it's got, besides Henry Fonda, it's got Lee J. Cobb, it's got Klugman, it's got Jack Warden, it's got E.G. Marshall, and everybody else around the table are character actors. Mm. And it, it's actually got Ed Begley in it. Now, everybody knows who Ed Begley Jr. is. Right. This is Ed, Ed Begley. It's Ed Begley Sr. Man, what a good movie. Now, I'm not going to tell you what happened in the movie, so you have to watch it. Yeah. But they actually, the movie is filmed in one room. The whole movie is filmed right. in the jury room. Genius. And Yes. And they actually kept all of them in the jury room. Mm-hmm. Even on cut, and they would go to lunch, they'd keep them in the jury room. They wouldn't allow, they wanted the tension to build up. That would do from, it. From all around each other. One bathroom in the jury room. No. Oh. Ten guys. Mm. No, twelve. Twelve guys. Yeah, or it would be ten angry men. Right. <laughs> he probably had twelve of them. <laughs> all right. Hey, I'll tell you what. Yeah. When you, when you look at some of these old movies, older movies like back then, they were really script, plot, and acting dependent. Yeah. You know? And that's one of the best exa- One of the hundred examples. There's no special effects. No, it's just all, you know... It's just all acting and tension and camera shots. And, man, that's a good one. 12. I, I, I'm going to watch that again. I believe that's a good number five pick. Number four. Now, here's what's going to be scary for me. Anything that's before lower than 12 Angry Men, it better be damn good. Number four, Jason and the Argonauts. <laughs> no. <laughs> I was getting ready to explode. <laughs> Well, you might as well because I was going to explode. <laughs> my head just almost blew off my I was shoulders. Of special effects <laughs> with the big crabs and shit. <laughs> <laughs> Number four, The Dark Knight. Good movie. Yeah, it is pretty special. I mean, now Heath Ledger was the only choice. Yeah, the only choice. There. Now I've got a lot of. Uh, uh, Things on the Dark Knight. Now, Maggie Gyllenhaal was mm-hmm. not the only actress for Rachel Dolls. Mm-hmm. Now, if you remember in the first one, the Batman, because this is a trilogy, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Katie Holmes played her character. Right. I didn't remember. I didn't remember that. Uh, no, I didn't remember it either. And now, the the movie. Um, is really not about Batman. Mm-hmm. Uh, from what I've been reading up, it's really about uh, Harvey Dent. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, you know, when you say it's a Batman movie, yeah, he's in it, mm-hmm. but it's really a Harvey Dent movie. Now, Harvey Dent was played by Aaron Eckhart. Yes. Now, Matt Ruffalo, or I'm sorry, Mark Ruffalo and Matt Damon were considered for the part. Mm-hmm. So, now... <laughs> Now, you know, Michael Caine played 
uh, Alfred. And he was afraid to act with Heath Ledger. Really? Because he had that condition where he's afraid of clowns. Oh. So he was scared. It really? really yeah, messed him up. So huh. now if you remember the scene in the in the movie where he's like on top of the Sears Tower, I guess it's supposed to be Sears Tower, Batman. He's looking out over the city. Mm-hmm. Okay, that was actually shot on top of the Sears Tower and Bale actually played that. He, they didn't use a stunt. Oh, really? Double, yeah. Hmm. Now, these are just some things that I found that I thought were interesting. Okay. Uh, you remember the Bat Pod? Yeah. Where it, you know, it would go down. It, I remember it going down, straight down the street, and then all of a sudden, without turning, just flipped yep. and went down an alley. Yep, I know exactly what you're talking about. Well, that was actually, that wasn't computer generated. That was actually a motorcycle. Oh, really? But Bale couldn't figure it out. So they had a stunt guy had to drive. It took him three months to figure it out. But yeah, it was an actual motorcycle. That Damn. Yeah. That's a pretty cool scene, by the oh, way. Oh, I mean, that, yes, yes. That's pretty. That movie is kind of special, except for a couple things. But go ahead. Now, there's a scene where the Joker, he crashes Bruce Wayne's party, and everyone gets real quiet. Right. Except one man who says, we're not intimidated by thugs. If you mm-hmm. remember that scene. Yep. That's actually U.S. Senator Patrick Leahy. Oh, was that Patrick Leahy? Yeah. I didn't he, remember that. He's a big Batman fan. I didn't realize no, that. I, I didn't either. I didn't either. So let's see. Well, I think we have a few more on this. Yeah, there's a lot on this. And I have one, and if you don't mention it. Well, no, that's it. That's it? That's it on this. Well, here's one that I read. I don't know if, how accurate it is. I guess it is. Remember the scene where Heath Ledger was at a hospital dressed like a nurse? Yes. And he blows up the hospital? Yes. Well, you remember he's walking out, and he hits the button, and it's a small explosion? Yeah. And the remote doesn't work, and he keeps hitting yeah. it? Yeah. And then it blows up? Well, that actually happened. It didn't go. Oh, really? And he just stayed in character. And kept hitting the button for it to blow up. So the reactions and everything is real. It, that wasn't part of the script. The thing actually malfunctioned. So and they just left it in. I like that because it, it it really played to his character. So are we the? Uh, are we saying he's the best Joker? I kind of like what's his name, Leto. Jerry Leto. 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 I kind of like him. I. You know what? But the, but. He, Ledger was a little bit more. See, we've seen the Joker from the original Batman, mm. where he was kind of a clown, a clown, goofball. Yeah. Where Ledger was kind of a oh. insane. Oh, it person. was intense, wasn't it? Yeah. And then you got uh, what's his face? He just played the Joker in the I movie didn't Joker. See that yet? Yeah, it was pretty good. But you know what, though? Now here, oh, here I go. Here we go. It's going to turn off half the audience. I've had enough of the Joker. I mean, how many? Okay, Nicholson's. Well, for, okay, here's the deal. For for me and you, it's Cesar Romero. Yeah. I, I might miss somebody. Nicholson, Leto, and this iteration of the Joker and a different take on the Joker. Okay. That's enough. I don't need all of these yeah, Jokers. Yeah, enough. Uh, villains I, I mean, I that just, you could come up with. Now you know another Joker is going to show up somewhere, yeah. And this is going to be well. This is the, this is the uh, uh, 
the lost years of the Joker. It's like it's kind of like yeah. when we were growing up, you know, basically in the 80s, you know, every year a new Hendrix album would come out. Well, these are the lost tapes of Hendrix, and this is the another Hendrix. That's enough with the Joker. Marvel, I mean, DC has a thousand villains. That's enough with the Joker. None of those performances are bad, but how do you pick? How do you pick, like, this guy was the best Joker? Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. Who do you like? I'm Just to be basically weird and scary, it's Ledger. I kind of like, I mean, I don't know. Are we saying it right? Leto, Leto, mm-hmm. whatever. I kind of liked him in the, uh, uh, what's the one with uh, the girl who carries the bat? Suicide Squad. Yeah, I kind of liked it because he was kind of, but he didn't look as formidable. Right. As uh, Ledger did. And that's another thing that Harley Quinn just, it's just not good. (laughs) (laughs) It's just not good. That's it. I've seen Harley, I mean, was her name? I forgot her name. Yeah. I've seen her before. All right. You know, here's the thing. It's like, it's like we need this superhero to combat these villains. Oh, okay. Well. What what does she do? Well, she's got a bat. Oh, got to have a superhero for that. Yeah, I would say <laughs> we, she's down we, on the lowest. Can't we just list. go down to the dojo and get somebody who knows karate to beat her? Ass? Yeah. <laughs> does it take Does it take Batman to stop somebody with a baseball bat? She's low on the list. I mean, it's ridiculous. All right, number three on the list. Uh oh, here we go. Godfather two. Okay. Yeah, I can see that. Yeah. Now, which, which tells yeah, me what number one is. But here's yeah. a couple things that, uh, you know, a couple little side things. De Niro auditioned to play Sonny in the original Godfather. I didn't know that. De Niro only speaks eight words of English in Godfather 2. I didn't know that either, to tell you the truth. That I did not know. Uh-uh. Now I've got, uh, they asked James Cagney to be in the movie, but he turned it down. He should have been in the movie. If he would have been. James Cagney? Now, not to be the characters, just to be in the movie. Oh, okay. But he turned it down. They also wanted Brando to star again as a younger self. Because I'm sure they made him up to look old. Yeah, because he wasn't that old. Which would have been good, too. Now, these next two... Brando and De Niro are the only two actors to win Oscars for playing the same character. So, wait a minute. Oh, because they both played. Yeah, Vito. Vito Corleone. Yeah. Now this is my favorite one. Okay, this nothing my favorite is, thing. Nothing is better than The Godfather. No, no. My favorite thing about Godfather oh, okay, Two. Okay, go ahead. Speak your piece. The, <laughs> the ship that carried Vito to America is the restaurant ship in Philadelphia, the Mashulu, which my daughter happened to work on, the Mashulu, when she lived in Philadelphia. And I ate dinner on the Mashulu. How much was the dinner in Philadelphia? In Philadelphia, it's usually 50 bucks, (laughs) but I don't think they got that down. (laughs) I can tell you there was four, five, six of us, and it was $780. Yeah. Wow, you know, that's pretty cool. Yeah, so I ate on the Mashulu. Was it good? Seriously, was it good? It was 
fantastic. What did you have? You have like a steak or something? Steak. Yeah. It is almost compared to the Arby's. It's five star. Arby's is it better than Arby's? It's better than Arby's. Yeah. No, I was, was going to say huh? the Masonette, but you got anybody that doesn't live in Cincinnati you don't know the Masonette. Yeah. And it's closed. So look at your five star restaurants. It's compared to it's the, the the restaurant is literally on a sailing ship. That's pretty you cool. You climb up the plank, and the ship it moves. You know, obviously in the water. Yeah. And there's three levels. Yeah. And you can eat on different levels. So that was the ship that brought him in yeah. in the movie. Yeah. I didn't know that. That's pretty cool. And um, I can tell you this that uh, since my daughter worked there, it was it was pretty it was pretty cool. I can tell you a story about one time my daughter said she worked there, and I'm going to say I I think it was Allen Iverson, but I I can't swear to that, but it was an NBA Philadelphia 76er basketball player. But this sounds like it might have came from Iverson. My uh, daughter was working on the ship and serving the table. And out, uh, the NBA player was there and a rapper. And the rapper offered my daughter $5,000 to pour a bottle, glass of water on her head. And to my daughter's delight with me, she refused to do that and threw the water on them. Really? Yes. What did they say? Laughed. Really? Yeah. They didn't get mad? Mm-mm. And I'll tell you this, this. Let me give you this real quick story about her getting the job there. My, my daughter's a free spirit, and she moved all over the country. So she moved to Philadelphia without a job and lived with her girlfriend. She was looking for a job. She goes downtown to have lunch on the Mishulu, because I guess they have a lunch special, her and her girlfriend. And this guy walks by, and my daughter has a keychain with a beagle head on it. My daughter had a beagle at the time. And the guy said, I, I have a beagle. And they start talking about beagles. And then she, he says, have you lived here your whole life? She said, no, I'm from Cincinnati. He says, I'm from Cincinnati. And they start talking about Cincinnati. And she says, he says, what are you doing in Philly right now? He says, well, I'm eating lunch, but I'm looking for a job. He was the owner of the Mishulu and hired her on the spot. I didn't know that. I never yeah. knew that. Yeah. That's pretty cool. Yep. So Offered her $5,000 yeah. to pour water on her head. Yeah. That's crazy. Yeah. I would have asked for at least 10. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, five? So that's what I got for the Godfather 2. Well, I got to tell you, I'm really happy. That I... All right, number two, the Godfather. Uh-oh, we're getting into some controversial areas here. Now. Godfather is number two? Two. Uh-oh. Now let me, let me go to the let me let me go to the notepad. I gotta make a note of this. The Godfather is number two. Now, you can imagine if you've seen The Godfather how this would have messed it up. Because the Godfather cost a lot of money because you had to do period time. The studio wanted to take place in Kansas City in the seventies. Now, obviously Kansas City was a hotbed for <laughs> crime, right. really. You know, yeah, I know for, it was. Yeah, so you know. So, uh, but to save money, and you know, being the movie star that I am, oh, right. I realized that it 
you know, just to get the cars for the movies I've been in. You know, they pay them so much a day to park their car on the street. And, you know, so much to drive it around. So you can imagine all the clothes, everything had to Everything. So I could see where the money would cost. Now, I don't know if this would be any good or not, but the studio wanted Lawrence Olivier's veto. Now, I know Lawrence Olivier, and I'm sure he could pull it off because he's one of the greatest actors of all time. Would have been a whole different movie, though. It just doesn't come off as... Brando came off... Like, he had lived the whole movie. Where Lawrence Olivier seems like it would be strictly by the book. Oh, that, that would have been a whole I mean, different movie. Yeah, because here is a professional Lawrence Olivier. I'm probably sure he's a knight, you know, and Sir Lawrence Olivier, as opposed to... Yeah, that would have been a Martin whole... Brando. That I mean, Martin a, Brando was hard to work with. Yeah. And he kind of did his own thing. Yeah. You know... That would have been a whole different movie with Lawrence Olivier. I mean, obviously, Lawrence Olivier is great, but... Yeah. Man. Now, also, uh, Pacino wasn't the first choice to play Michael. It was uh, Ryan O'Neal. You know, Ryan O'Neal's a good actor, but... Mm. I mean, it's like... Uh, it's hard to take a guy out. You got Pacino. To take him out... And think of someone else playing. The, the yeah, yeah, but, but but you know what though? Um, yeah, I agree with you hundred percent. But it's it's so hard to imagine now because it's like now he's Al Pacino. Yeah, back then he wasn't Al Pacino. Yeah, yeah, you, you, you know what I mean. But you can't picture that. You know, no. now Ryan O'Neill was pretty hot back then as an actor. I mean, he was he was he was he was doing some yeah. some stuff. Now. The Corleone compound Mm -hmm. is actually a real place. It's an estate on Staten Island. Mm -hmm. So that was a pretty nice-looking place they had. Also, in one of the scenes, you remember when uh, Michael was punched in the mouth by the cop? Right. He broke his jaw. He had to wire his jaw up and shut. And that was in real life. He broke it. Yeah, I heard that before. Yeah. Now, here's the last thing on The Godfather that I thought was really pretty cool. They actually used a real horse head in the bed. They did? Yeah, they called a dog food company and got the horse head. Did they really? Yeah. Oh, that's that's nasty. Yeah, a real <laughs> horse head in the bed. Ooh, that's nasty. All right, are you ready for number one? Okay, so... Okay, now it's hard to say that this isn't number one. Well, here's the deal. After what felt like a year and a half, yeah. we have finally <laughs> reached... It's at least a month. We finally reached number one. So... The audience is here ready. Is everybody ready? Drum roll, please. Drum roll, please. The number one movie, according to Mental Floss, you must is The Shawshank Redemption. I agree with that. It's got to be, okay, of the movies they put up there, I agree that it's number one. It's either that or The Godfather. Yes. Okay. Shawshank. Yeah. Now, we know this, but a lot of people don't know Stephen King wrote Shawshank. Shawshank Redemption, yeah. yes. Now, in the opening scene, you see Andy and Red tossing a baseball. 
Yes. In the courtyard. That went on for nine hours. <laughs> Good Lord. Yeah, without anybody complaining. The next day, um, Morgan Freeman came with a sling on his arm. He couldn't really? Move his arm. Could move his arm? <laughs> Morgan. Now, this was not a hit in the theaters. No, it wasn't. Not no. at all. But, and it, and it probably will never be broken. And I can guarantee that. It is the highest grossing video rental of all time. So that will never be broken. No, that will not be broken. Consider <laughs> that's done. Going to a store and renting a video. Yeah, that's over. That's over. So it has won the highest rating of all time. That's pretty cool. Now, you remember when there was the mug shots of Morgan Freeman mm-hmm. as a young kid? That's actually his son. Didn't know that. Didn't know that. Man, either. I'm learning a lot about the Shawshank. Yeah. And, you know, Brooks, mm-hmm. the old guy. Mm-hmm. I guess this was told in the book, but not in the movie. He's a- actually in jail. I guess this isn't funny. He's actually in jail for murdering his wife and daughter after a bad streak of poker. Really? Yeah. Damn. I did not know that. Now, for the character of Andy, Tom Hanks, Kevin Costner, Tom Cruise, Nicolas Cage, and Johnny Depp were all considered. Man. Yeah. I mean, we're getting some good stuff here. That is some good stuff. And we got one more page of good stuff. Shawshank Redemption. One more page. I got to go watch that again. Oh, we got a couple more pages. I have to watch that again. I haven't seen it for a while. Now, now Red, Red, Morgan Freeman, Clint Eastwood, Harrison Ford, Paul Newman, and Robert Redford were thought of to play. In the book, it is actually a redheaded man. Right, like right, right. Obviously for Red. Right. They so, made the right choice. Yeah. Now, I did not know this. The real title of the movie is, or was, Maybe the book is, I don't know, is Rita Hayworth and the Shawshank Redemption. But I've heard they, that they before. cut it down to the Shawshank Redemption because people thought it would be about Rita Hayworth and they wouldn't yeah. go. Well, maybe if they thought it was about Rita Hayworth, they might have <laughs> went and made, made some money. <laughs> right. Okay, here is, uh, if you remember the scene where Brooks has a crow. He's got a crow. He keeps that little crow oh. with him every. Yeah, the crow is pet. Yes, yes, I do remember. I know that. Well, you know the the American Humane, Humane Society made sure that that crow was taken care of. You know something wouldn't happen to it. And there's a scene where in his food, Brooks finds a maggot and he puts it in his pocket to feed the crow. The Humane Society got all upset over that. Why do you think? Because of the maggot? Because the crows don't eat maggots? No. Nope. Why? It was a live maggot that they fed to the crow. Oh. So they had to wait till they found a dead maggot. Oh, my to goodness. To feed to the crow because the Humane Society was upset. I don't know about that. I'm telling you. That's what it said. No, no, I believe it. I'm just saying I, I can't believe they said anything about that. No, I believe it. <laughs> All right. Now, I don't know if they ever mentioned this, and I don't remember this, why Red was in there. Well, Red I remember. was in there. For murder. Mm-hmm. He killed his wife, his neighbor's wife, and her son. I didn't remember that. Yeah. I don't think they mentioned it in the movie. <laughs> <laughs> so, 
So no everybody wonder. out there who loves Red, no who wonder. at the end of the movie gets to go and have a great day, he's actually a three-time murderer. But no wonder this thing didn't make any money. So <laughs> now, Red tried to collect insurance money by disconnecting the brakes on his wife's car. But Red didn't know that the wife picked up the neighbor and the kid next door. And that's Oops. how he got charged with the triple murder. Oops. Two more things. You know, I'm debating in my head is Godfather should be number one and Shawshank 2 are. I'm debating in my head right now. Now, well, this is familiar with us. All the exterior filming was at the Mansfield Penitentiary. Yeah, Mansfield, Ohio. Yeah. And last but not least about Soft Saint, because you know uh, Stephen King writes all his movies. All his books are in Maine. Right. Everything happens in Maine. Mm-hmm. Don't go to Maine. There's a lot of and, stuff you know, going on up there. There's a lot of stuff. There's werewolves. There's vampires. Creepy stores. Cre- creepy stores. There's Captain women. Trips. Yeah, Captain <laughs> Trips. There's women that break your ankles. There's <laughs> all kind of stuff going on up there. I mean, stay out of Maine if you can. But... In his books, and, and I don't remember this because I've read a lot of his books, he mentions uh, a lot of people like, let's just say, uh, one of the town's guys in Salem's Lot. Mm-hmm. He might say, and it's mentioned in Dolores Claiborne, too. Mm-hmm. You know, Joe did, a, did a, a stint in Shawshank. Oh, right. Or in Dolores Claiborne. There's a scene in Dolores Claiborne where somebody grabs a young girl and... One of the people yelled, don't do that. You'll end up in Shawshank. Oh, yeah. So, That's pretty cool. Yeah. yeah. I'll just watch that 11 about Kennedy. And somebody in there was talking to somebody. I don't remember who it was. But they said, well, I'm your number one fan from Misery. <laughs> yeah. 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 It was a bunch of stuff in there. So, yeah. So everybody goes, don't go to Maine. Don't go to Maine. Unless you want cheap lobster. <laughs> well, now I have to ask you: Should Shawshank be number one or Godfather? Godfather's a classic. Shawshank box office is a flop. It's just caught on. Well, but which one do you like better? Regar- regardless of that. Well, being being an Italian. And my family, you should see some of my pictures of my grandfather. I'm going to have to go with The Godfather. I like it better. I like the plot. I like mafia movies. Um, I understand why Shawshank could be number one. But I bet you if we had a thing that said top 50 movies, which we'll never have again, top 50 anything, be top 10. And it was age 60 to 80. None of these would be in there, maybe. Godfather, you know. I think you could ask me on different days, and I would pick Shawshank and Godfather. I think those are a good one-two punch. I mean. I don't think you can go wrong with either one. but I mean, I like Shawshank. I like those kind of movies that this is done, and this is done, and this is done. And you don't realize why this is done, this is done, this is done until the end. Right. And they show you he made double copies of the books. Right, right, right. He right. asked for the hammer not to make uh, chess pieces but to carve out the wall. Sure. You know, I kind of like when they when they revisit really all the way around. It's really a good movie. 
to that. So, yeah, I'm going to have to give it that. So, anyway, that is our top 50 of all time, according to Mental Floss, movies you must see. Now, as we look at these movies, I would say 25 of them I wouldn't see. <laughs> right off the top of my head. Well, I can tell you this. I'm throwing it interstellar. I would move off the list. Oh, yeah, it's gone. That's gone. And I'm going to say this. Controversy. I would throw Hamilton off the list, too. Oh, yeah, yeah. And, and uh, now, let me stress, when I say I'm going to throw these movies off the list, I'm talking about the top 50. Not not that I think they... Yeah, they can drop down to 200. Yeah, or even 51. But if I'm going to go by memory here, but no to Kill a Mockingbird? Right. None. Come on, seriously? No to Kill a Mockingbird. None of that. No Lawrence of, of Arabia. No Lawrence of Arabia. I mean, now, I mean, you got to see the Ten Commandments. You None have of to. that. Or what's that one uh, with the chariots? That's Ben Hur. Ben Hur. I mean, these are movies that are. How classics. can you not? Well, now the movie I was going to bring up was now it's it's not my type of movie. Um, there's a lot of issues with it for me, but it is the number one grossing grossing movie as adjusted for inflation of all time. Still today, you adjust for inflation, and Gone with the Wind is the number one movie. Yeah, and that's not on here. Now, I would not put it as the number one to see it. No, uh-uh. but I'm. But if you got to see fifty movies, you have to put it on there somewhere. Well, whether, whether you particularly, I mean, just because it's. It's the number one grossing movie in the history of filmdom, if filmdom is a word. Well, I'm going to leave it with this for our young listeners out there. You have to see a movie like The Ten Commandments. You have to see a movie like Ben-Hur. When you watch it and you realize those aren't computer generated, there are actually 10,000 extras Right. In the stadium. Right. Or 10,000 extras building a pyramid. Right. You know, so. And it's, just, and it's the opposite reason you have to see, you have to see 12 Angry Men. You have to see how they make a movie that was so script heavy, but still it's a gripping yeah. movie. And you have to imagine everything else. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, like Rope and Alfred Hitchcock's Rope. And that's the other thing. If I don't remember right, there's no Hitchcock movies on there? None. No Rear Window, no Rope. No, Psycho was on there. Oh, yeah, Psycho. But Psycho was, was more gimmicky than than a hardcore Hitchcock movie to me. So, anyway. I, I would have put Rope on there. Next week, we do our top 4,000. <laughs> oh, well, no, wait a minute. I have some more on this list. So, I would have gotten rid of Interstellar. No, I would have lowered it. I would have lowered Lion King. And these two will surprise you. I would... 24 is Silence of the Lambs, and 21 is 7. I don't think they should be up that high. But at the same time, I don't think Hamilton should be before them. Those Lord of the Rings, I could throw each one of them off. You know, not personal choice. It's just... Well, let's I, just those, say, those movies like that, to me, are messy. If Let's just say if you took all the special effects out of these movies, right. how would they stand? They couldn't stand. Well, those movies are just messy to me. I don't know what the last one was. I don't know what the name of it was. Dark Tower, I think. But I saw the last one. I did not time this, but it felt like it was a half an hour of him trying to throw that damn ring in the 
in the, in the deal. Um, so sometimes those are just too much. It's just too much for me. I didn't dislike the Harry Potter movies. I saw one or two of them, two or three of them. I don't know how many of them was it. Movies, five, six. I don't know. Uh, maybe eight. I, saw, I, 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 I didn't, didn't see any of them. Yeah, I saw a couple of them and they were okay, but it's just too much. It's, it's just too much going on to me. For me, that's all. But I would have gotten rid of. Now there's a lot more I would have gotten rid of, and a lot more I would have moved up. I think Life Is Beautiful needs to be moved up. I'm just kind of going by memory here now. I wish I think that should have been moved up. And I'll tell you what else. I think Saving Private Ryan should be moved up. Everything you mentioned today is above Saving Private Ryan. Yeah. I mean, come on. Yeah, that should have been moved up. I saw I think that it last night, too. I told yeah, you that. Yeah, that's the eighth movie you yeah, saw. Yeah, I watched every night. movie last night. Uh, when did you go to sleep? <laughs> but that's a good list. Overall, it's, a, it's, a, it's an interesting list. But, yeah, um, but I, I don't buy all. And anyway, I think it's too young. Although there were some older things on there. But anyway, that concludes. Well, no, because I'm going to do my top 50 now. Everybody ready? Now I'm going to do my top 50. (laughs) We'll do them one at a time. (laughs) No, no. no. (laughs) I got to do them all today. How's that for a Mother's Day treat? Oh, all right, man. Well, Steve, you know, you completed the list. It was a hard thing to do, too. I have a surprise list coming up next week when we tape. It's probably only going to be five movies. But um, that'll fill that. And um, I think now I don't even have to ask what we learned because we know what we've learned this week. But I will uh, repeat the shout-out real quick. Check out Listen, comma, It's the Girls' Room. Check them out on podcast everywhere you podcast social media everywhere you know where to find it by now and then check out tiktok for um uh drunk theory kelly the nerdy bartender has a drink called the boo hag named after one of our episodes um well it's actually named after the boo hag but they named it after they listened to one of our episodes they don't name one after the 50 movies that you should see (laughs) yeah yeah name one yeah that'd be a big drink oh they could make a drink with 50 different ingredients that's true. Yeah. And then next week, we'll have another feature coming up for everybody. We want to thank our studio audience. We want to look forward to the house. Of, can you see outside the veranda? Can you see if it's, well, it's raining it's today? It's raining. But they're getting the veranda all spruced up for us, so we're looking forward to that. We're looking forward to a couple of live concerts we're going to be at this year, outdoor. We're making arrangements now. We're doing that. Uh, the Preakness is coming up. Mm-hmm. We're going to have a Preakness show. And other than that, we uh, we appreciate all the support. You guys give us on social media. Keep listening, downloading, subscribing to all your favorite podcasts. See, everybody's tickled to death. They're screaming in the audience right now. They're screaming because they're getting ready to pass out. They've been yeah. sitting there so long. Well, hey, look, uh, that's all I have, Steve. You have anything else? I've got nothing else. I'm beat. That's enough. All right. Thanks, everybody, for listening, and uh, we'll see you guys next week.